Welcome to the Business Fabulous Podcast, where I take your business from right now to fabulous in less than 30 minutes. In each episode, I give you easy, actionable tips and strategies to boost your online visibility, grow your social media, and pinpoint your marketing. This episode is sponsored by the Business Fabulous Academy, 24-week step-by-step program for entrepreneurs who are tired of waiting, hoping, and spending money on things that just don't work. Business Fabulous Academy is the blueprint for what you need to efficiently grow your business and sell your products, programs, and services. To check it out, head over to bit.ly forward slash bizfabacademy. bit.ly forward slash B-I-Z-F-A-B Academy. This is episode 13 where we discuss how long it really takes to consume content on your website and bounce rate and all that it means. Let's get started. Welcome to the Business Fabulous Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs get visible online and grow their businesses from right now to fabulous with your host, Bonnie L. Frank. This former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur has produced over 2,000 live broadcasts and has coached business owners worldwide. Each week, Bonnie shares actionable, effective, and proven social media and marketing strategies that help you get seen, get heard, and get paid online to propel your business forward. Now, onto the show. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, episode 13, we're talking about how long it really takes people to consume content on your website, what a bounce rate is, and what you can do to get your bounce rate as good as possible. You need to be able to attract people to your website. Your website is your home base where you can provide more value than any other possibility out there. So you can provide the most amount of value on your website. It's the home base. It's where everything starts. You've got stuff on social media and you might post on Medium, for example. You might put a blog post on Medium. Maybe you've got something on YouTube. You've got other social media channels. But the vast majority of your stuff, your products, your programs, your services, your opt-ins, all of the downloads that you've got, that all comes from your website. Another thing that comes from your website is your podcast. Now, your podcast is probably hosted on some sort of platform like Libsyn. I use Libsyn, for example. Your podcast is probably hosted somewhere else, but you can certainly post your podcast on your website and have people go to your website to listen to your podcast or subscribe to your podcast if they're not sure another way to subscribe. And that way you're getting them to your website. You're getting them used to going to your website. You're getting them to know you on a deeper level to know what you can provide in terms of value for them. And the longer people stay on your website, the more likely they are to opt into a freebie and or purchase your products, programs, and services. And when they opt into a freebie or when they purchase something, they are definitely giving their email and now you are building your list and you can continue that relationship further through email marketing. 
Well, you've got to be able to attract people to your website. But once you get them there, then you've got to compel them to stay longer and ideally convert them into customers, even if it's a customer for a freebie. On the compel and convert part, you really only have about three to five seconds to do that. In three to five seconds, people decide whether to stay or go. And when they go, when they bounce off of your website, that's called a bounce rate. Neil Patel has a really good infographic, and I have provided the link to that in the show notes. And this infographic is all about bounce rate, the average bounce rate, what a good average bounce rate is. But then also, he describes six different types of bounce rates. Bounce rate, again, when somebody goes to your website and they bounce off, and the greater percentage means more people are bouncing off your website. You want to keep that as low as possible. Well, he says that the average bounce rate is about 40.5%. However, and this is really important to know, when you look at the infographic, as you scroll down a little bit, you'll notice that he shows six different types of bounce rates. One of them, for example, is a typical landing page. A simple landing page can have a bounce rate of 70 to 90%, and that's okay. Even though it's 70 to 90%, and he's saying the average is 40.5%. His point is, you can't just go by the number. You've got to think about where they're bouncing the most, where they're bouncing the fastest, and what industry you're in, the type of website you have, and each individual page on your website, what the bounce rate is for each of those pages. And Google Analytics will provide an average bounce rate for all the pages, but you can also find out the bounce rate for each individual page on your website. Different industries have very different acceptable bounce rates. For example, on E-commerce, you might have a very different bounce rate than a coaching business. Sometimes you'll look at some industries and they might say a good bounce rate for us would be 26 to 40%. But in other industries or in other situations, you might find that over 70% is a good bounce rate. For example, Shopify, 60 to 80% is an acceptable bounce rate. If you have a bounce rate of 60 to 80% on Shopify, that's okay. On the simple landing page that Neil Patel talked about, 70 to 90% was okay. So it's really important for you to know where you fit in terms of bounce rate. Well, I decided to go ahead and look at my own Google Analytics so that I could understand my bounce rate better. And then I thought, I wonder when I go to someone else's website, I wonder how long I stay there because I don't normally time myself when I go to other people's websites. So I did today. I timed myself. I picked two websites, a man, a woman. They are very different people. They're in different industries. They provide different products, programs, and services. Well, when I went to one person's website, I skimmed all the way down. So I loaded up his website and the second that it loaded, I pushed start on the stopwatch on my smartphone. And then I started skimming all the way down the front page of his website. There was a place to click, listen to podcasts. So I clicked on that. 
Well, when I got there, he had blog posts, he had YouTube videos, and he had podcasts all on the same page. And that was confusing because it was unclear to me what was what. They were not easily labeled. And there was also no place to subscribe to his podcast. I've already subscribed to his podcast, so that didn't affect me, but it could definitely affect someone else who's just finding out that he has a podcast. There's a place to listen, but there's no place to subscribe to the podcast on his website. It kept me longer on the website because I was confused between the YouTube videos, listening to the podcast, and reading the blog post articles. You could not tell from the graphic alone what it was that I was about to click on. So that did keep me longer there, but it also kept me frustrated. I was able to listen to a podcast and I was able to skim down a blog post and notice that he had a couple of YouTube videos. So I did see that. I did all of that in 45 seconds. I also saw where there was an opt-in somewhere and I decided not to opt-in. It was a pop-up, so I had to click for the pop-up to close. And even though that just takes a second, it's still another second. For me to do all of those things, skimmed an entire blog post, I listened to part of a podcast, and I went down his entire front of his website, so his entire homepage. I went down the whole thing, and I was able to click out of his pop-up. All of that in 45 seconds. I went to another person's website. I went to a woman's website, and hers, it's a very different industry. And her website was easier for me to navigate. For me, it was more intuitive. It seemed easier to navigate. I was able to get to where I wanted to go faster, more efficiently. In only 29 seconds, I was able to skim the homepage and I was able to opt in for a download. I was able to go to where she had her podcast, I could listen to the podcast and I could also subscribe to the podcast on the exact same page. I could also join a Facebook group and I could see the last three blog posts that she had published. It showed me a lot of value just down her homepage. I was able to see a lot of different things. And if I clicked on that Facebook group, I would have been staying on her website longer. If I clicked on, because I would be going through her website, so it would still be part of the customer flow on Google Analytics. If I subscribed to her podcast through her website and then listened, that would take longer. So she had a lot of different things that I could click on, and then she also had a download. Now, I did notice also when I went to the podcast page, she also had an opt-in on the podcast page. So In fact, I'm pretty sure on every page of her website, she has at least one opt-in. She has lots of opportunities to provide value to people visiting her website, and she's able to do it faster and also continue to provide opt-in experiences to continue to get people on her list. So I was able to do all of that in only 29 seconds. Even though I spent 45 seconds On one person's website, for me, it was a frustrating experience. Things were unclear to me. On the woman's website, things were much more straightforward, and I wasn't on for as long, only 29 seconds, but I was able to see all of the value clearer. Think about how your website is set up. 
Is your website providing value on every single page of the website? Is your website providing an opt-in experience, some opportunity to get a download, to join the Facebook group, to sign up for a consultation, to opt-in to buy a product, program, or service, to get on a waiting list for a new program for when it starts up again? Do you have those types of opportunities throughout your website? Do you have opt-in opportunities on every page of your website? You need to continue to provide those opportunities to the people who visit your website because even though the top fold, the top half of your homepage is very valuable real estate, that doesn't mean that the rest of your website is not valuable at all. It's still very valuable. And you should have opt-in opportunities throughout your website. So that was a really interesting exercise for me to tie myself on these two people's websites, one man, one woman, very different industries, and for me anyway, very different experiences in terms of being on their website and the amount of value that they provide. My challenge for you is to look at your own Google Analytics Remember, you have to have Google Analytics hooked up to your website, and it doesn't take that long, and it is free, but you have to have it hooked up in order to get the analytics that you want. And then I want you to see what your bounce rate is. Once you see the percentage, that's just the beginning. Then I want you to look at the customer flow. It's under behavior. You want to go to behavior and overview and then customer flow. You want to look at, it's kind of a crazy visual to look at, but if you take some time, you can really see where it is that your people land first, what percentage of those people, let's say they land on your homepage first, and then what percentage of those people bounce off, what percentage of those people go through, they click through to another page on your website what percentage of people bounce off from there, and then what percentage of people go through to another page on your website. You'll also see where your people come from. Are they coming to your website through an organic search? Are they coming through an ad? Are they coming through social media? Are they coming through a referral, which means they were on someone else's website and then they went to your website? Where are they finding out about you? Where is your website traffic coming from? I want you to look at the percentage on your bounce rate, but then I really want you to take some time and look at your customer flow. Look at the behavior of the people who visit your website. Where are they coming from? Where are they going? What's the first page they go to? What's the next page they go to? What is your bounce rate on each of those pages as well? I hope this information has been really helpful for you And I hope that it gets you to think about how long people are really spending on your website. You'll see the amount of seconds and minutes that they spend there before they bounce off. Google Analytics will give you that as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Business Fabulous. I hope that you really do take today's challenge. And please feel free to reach out to me and let me know how you're doing. Email me at listener at bonnielfrank.com. You can also email me any questions that you have about bounce rate, about Google Analytics, 
or about anything that I've talked about in other episodes as well. Email me at listener at Bonnie, B-O-N-N-I-E, L, my middle name is Lynn, Frank, F-R-A-N-K dot com. Remember, together we are business fabulous. I hope you have an awesome day filled with loads of smiles and lots of opportunities. Until next time, and as always, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to help nurture that spark inside of you to become business fabulous.